Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hello everybody and welcome to All The Small Games, a podcast hosted by two gentlemen who love the finer things in life, specifically indie video games. My name is Andrew Levins. I am Jonathan Valenzuela and Levins, there is truly nothing finer than an independent video game. (laughs) Beautiful stuff. Told you, told you, every time. It's the worst every time. Now John, I have uh, one question for you and that is, what is a maquette? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm actually not sure I can't, like I was intending to actually google that before today. I can only think it's like a uh, a small hold on I've got a I've got a Google Google search open right here. All I need to do is add the word definition to the end of it. Uh, I'm sculptor, way ahead of you buddy. Okay, wait, sure. you, you, you can have this small one. Small preliminary model or sketch. For the last week my homepage has been google.com/ search equals maquette plus definition <laughs> and you've robbed me of this moment <laughs> yeah why are you throwing the plus in there what a useless plus no that's what you, that's what happens when you type a space ah the um, url of course URL. come on dude yeah true can't put a space in a in a homepage it doesn't work like that we haven't got that kind of technology uh, HTML6, bring it on. <laughs> so on the show today, we are finally going to be talking about what could go down as uh, a definite uh, member of John's top three of 2021. Loop Hero, mm-hmm. the latest game from Devolver Digital, came out. John's been playing it the last couple of weeks. We're going to get his true and pure verdict of this game. Uh, plus, both of us have been playing the new Annapurna published game, Maquette, um, uh, which we all know. Is about a sculptor's small preliminary model or sketch. Um, sure. And uh, I want to talk about a fun collection of arcade games called uh, the Turrican. Is it called, what's it called? Uh, Turrican Flashback is the name of the um, of the collection. Looking forward to uh, letting you know what tar- who the hell Turrican is. And uh, John's final game for this episode is going to be one called Sunless Sea. A game that yep. I'm pretty sure you have played on Steam, but only just playing on Switch. This is a this is a combination of pile of shame and pile of Catholic guilt. So played it on PC, never finished it, and then bought it on Switch a while ago and never touched it. And I was like, right, let's do this. 
Sick. Our, our, our episode a couple of weeks ago inspired me to sort of dive into those unplayed games that I have sitting on my Switch and actually give them a go. Man, I, uh, I went like a few steps further and I uh, reopened my 3DS today for the first time in a long time. Wow. Okay. Um, I bought a game. Yeah, and not not to address the like hundreds of games on there that I never finished, but um, a game called Attack of the Friday Monsters uh, came out okay. in twenty twenty thirteen, uh, and it's like a cool kind of like uh, like story based game about like um, like it's kind of based on of like monster TV shows in Japan in the nineteen seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, this this developer, the, the, he's now making a um, you know the. Japanese series like it's a manga and anime um, called um, Crayon Shinchan. Like it's a it's a uh, it's like you you'd know him. He's like this goofy looking kid who gets his dick out all the time. Oh um, yeah 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 okay yeah he's a rascal John, a dead sure. set rascal. Uh, they, the they, dick was a tip off. They're making this gorgeous looking Crayon Shinchan game. I'm looking forward to seeing to seeing that pain in uh, in, in HD <laughs> for the first time in my life. But uh, yeah, I wanted to see what this dev has done in the past. It was published by um, I think Next Level Games. So I will mm-hmm. definitely sorry level five games level five. So I think I think it qualifies as a small game. It was ten bucks on the uh, on the 3ds eShop. Remember that everybody? It, it, it's still there, and it's still a really really slow way to buy games. Especially now that you're not allowed to use your credit card, you have to go to a website that Nintendo have set up, where you can put funds on your 3d on your 3ds eShop before you go to the eShop. And then what? you can buy again. Yeah, I don't know why they've done this. That is insane. <laughs> uh, so yeah, look forward to that when I, if, if my 3DS ever allows me to play it. Um, but let's talk about a game that just came out, a game that uh, John has been playing uh, for for a lot of the year so far, I guess, when you include the demo and the, uh, the review period you were given to uh, have a little sneaky taste of this game. It's called Loop Hero. What's it about, John? Yeah, so Loop Hero, uh, developed by uh, a, a team called Four Quarters. Um, so the, the basic premise of the story is this this lich, this powerful undead wizard, has like unmade the world, and you, a lone hero, have decided it's it's your kind of duty to bring the world back. But the only way to do that is through assembling your memories of the world. So. The gameplay itself takes place... It's called Loop Hero because it's literally that. You are a hero that walks around a, a looped path going again and again and again. Uh, scattered along the path are enemies. Whenever you kill the enemies, you either will get gear to uh, to you know give your hero a bit of a boost in their stats or you will get a um, an environment card, essentially. So the environment cards can be like... Mountains and deserts and and forests and towns and, you know, farmland and stuff like that. You play those cards onto, either onto or around the loop, essentially building the world as you, as you continue on your adventure. Um, And these, these, these environment cards can give you like, there's a balance between sort of like stat boosts you can get. So like mountains will give you an extra three health points on top of what you've already got. Um, putting down a uh, putting down a, a wheat field next to a village increases the amount of uh, health that you you uh, you get every time you pass through the village. But every four days, it'll spawn an enemy, a scarecrow. 
So some cards will spawn enemies, some cards will give you benefits, some cards kind of are a bit of a midway point between benefit and drawback, so like the desert cards for instance will take 1 or 2% of health off every creature on the map, but that includes you as well. So you can lower all your enemy stats, but you're lowering your stats as well. So it becomes really strategic in how you kind of lay out the world as you continue around the loop. Now, when I first played the game, I think three episodes ago or something, I was talking very much about you've got 12 inventory inventory slots, and um, you, you kind of was like, oh, you know, so you've got to be really careful with how you upgrade so that you never run out of spots so you can always get new stuff. Complete idiot. It turns out if you fill your inventory to full, whatever you add to it just overflows and gives you metal resources. Cool. That's that's kind of another thing of it. As you travel around, you, you pick up resources. You can then take your resources back to your campsite uh, and use it to, to build structures. So you can build like a blacksmith and a kitchen and all this other stuff. And they'll give you... Doing so will unlock new cards. It will unlock new heroes you can play. So I've got the Rogue unlocked. I think Warrior is your starting hero. Unlocked the Rogue a little while ago. I think Necromancer is going to be my one to unlock. And it might give you some other benefit as well. So, you know, you might get extra health whenever you go around a loop. Or building the Blacksmith means that you'll start with gear as opposed to starting with nothing at all kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's... I'm, I'm probably, like... It's one of those games where it's just you... You've got to give it a try because, the, like, I've not really messed with a mechanic like this before. Sure. And so, in that sense, I was like, "This is awesome. This is not something that I've really played before." It's it's simultaneously somewhat meditative and somewhat stressful because you're not you're not doing any kind of active gameplay. You're not controlling the hero. The hero is doing its own thing. You're just building the world around the hero and picking gear for it. But the more of the world you've laid down, the more hectic the loop becomes. As like, if you lay down five mountains, a goblin, a goblin fort just pops up out of nowhere. Like you, you don't get a card for that. Uh, there are all these kinds of um, combinations you can discover by laying cards down. Uh, if you lay down like nine mountain or rock cards in a three by three, it forms a mountain peak, which then spawns a harpy every four days. Like. Just these little secrets that you get to unlock. It's so it's so fun to play and be like, but what if I try this this time kind of thing? Almost like um, ex- exploration through experimenting. Yeah, kind of. Um, it's it's so compelling. You'll 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 bury hours into this without knowing it. Like I think I said when I played the demo, I started it. I started at ten thirty, and then next oh ten o'clock, and then next thing I knew it was twelve thirty, and I was like, "Whoops, that wasn't that wasn't what I intended to do." But uh, I've made it. I've made it up to the second chapter so far because as you, as you build the world, you you fill kind of a bar at the top of the screen, which is like you, your memory kind of bar. And once you've reached full memory, the boss will appear at your campsite for that for that chapter, right? And then you kind of head into the fight. So. There are some where I would get it to the point where the boss would arrive, and then I just... The good thing is you don't have to fight the boss. If you click that you want to just go to your campsite instead, you'll you'll avoid the boss battle, which has been useful for... like I've done a number of runs that are just like, I just need to build resources, essentially. I, you know, I want to unlock this next building. If you die while you're on the loop, you lose 70% of the resources you collected. 
So there are definitely like some of the some of the later loops I've done have been a real balancing act of like should I really be sending my guy out again for another loop? Like this thing is crawling with monsters. He's at half health. I've not had any new gear in a while, so I've, I've you know my my stats haven't leveled up. Eh, screw it, go for it, buddy. Oh, he died. Crap. Um, <laughs> which which happened a few times, but um, no, this is. I think this is. Uh, I think there's several chapters to this, so it's going to be one that I'm. I'll I'll dive in and dabble with again and again over time. Uh, so currently, it's on it's on PC. I think it's out through all the major ones. Steam. I think it's on GOG. I'm not sure about yeah, Epic Store. I have I have some is. news for you, John. Um, <gasps> this this game is actually available to play on Mac. So mm. maybe I should get it on Steam. Will I play it? I've never I've never played a game on my computer. <laughs> in, in, in spite think, of the hundreds that I've bought. <laughs> I think this is this is one of those ones where. You've got the obstacle of playing it on Mac and the obstacle of, I don't know if this is necessarily Eleven's game. Sure. No, I mean, the, the art style looks phenomenal. I don't yes. need another roguelike in my life, but the fact that there's the cards element uh, seems really, really good. The story stuff, the fact that it was made by the same guys that made that Please Don't Touch Anything game that you liked so much. Oh, that's right. I knew I was, I was trying to remember why the name felt familiar. That's what they did. Yep. Um, it's a fun game. Yeah, that's like a kind of like a kind of puzzle game, kind of adventure, like puzzle. Yeah. Okay, but very different um, to this. Um, this seems to be like just a, a, an insane combination of so many different kinds of games that I like to dabble yeah. in, um, but with an, a very gorgeous art style. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, 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 I could I could be convinced, John. I could be convinced. It looks well, like this, maybe, this look, is like the first truly great game of the year. <laughs> maybe maybe the demo is still available. Cop the demo. Play for a little bit. That way, no money down. See what you think. Mm, good idea. Good idea. What's it going to take to get you into this bad boy today, Levens? <laughs> Free demo. Sweet. So that's that's Loop Hero. Shout out to uh, shout out to Devolver once again, dropping absolute fire. Uh, came out March fourth. So um, if you are PC or Mac minded, please please hop on the loop. Give it Maybe a try. even Linux. You could, you could, you could we, do it. We don't talk to those people on this part, Levis. Do, do they even exist? Let us know if Dem- you're a, a Linux user who listens to all the small games. Yeah, let us know so we can ban you from listening. Um, cool. Shall we? Uh, let's let's get into Maquette. I'm yeah, very sure. interested with Maquette. So Maquette is uh, a game developed by Graceful Decay and published by Annapurna Interactive. Uh, it is one of this month's PlayStation Plus free games. Um, and it is a first-person puzzle game in which, uh, yeah, you have a maquette, basically a smaller version of the world around you that you can bring objects inside of that you can then manipulate those objects so they appear differently in the outside world. Um, and it's also a storytelling device. Um, you are basically uh, reliving the memories of a couple. Um, it's a little bit like Florence, which is another game that um, Annapurna uh, published in that it kind of uh, through through a game shows you how two people meet and um, you know their trials and tribulations and the good times and the bad uh, in their relationship um, and this it, they're both they're both artists uh, and um, I think it's it's specifically worth mentioning you're 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 seeing this through the guy's memories oh yes right not not, not the woman's uh, the woman is played by Bryce Dallas Howard. 
and the man yeah. is played by someone who is not as famous as Bryce Dallas Howard. Sean Sean Nabel, I think, or something. I looked up his Wikipedia and was like, that's a lot of stuff I've never seen. <laughs> um yeah, it is a uh, a very gorgeous looking game. Um, especially the uh, the titular maquette, which is a um, I guess like a when you first see it is like a big pink uh, rotunda. I guess is that what it is? Like a dome, uh, I guess. A dome, yeah. yeah. Uh, and with all these buildings surrounding it, and and so you basically like visit the buildings, find something in the buildings that you can then take to the maquette and shrink down, and then use in the the, the bigger world. It's all. It's about like uh, manipulation of size, um, for the yes. most part. The puzzles are. Um, yeah. Some of the puzzles are really simple. Others are the kind of puzzles where I just have no fucking idea how to solve it, and I spend ten minutes doing it, and then I look it up and I go, "Oh, all oh, right. I didn't even know you could do that." Like, yeah. It was. Yeah. It, it, it's. Not a, an, an unbelievably rewarding game from a puzzle point of view. Although I will say, I, I started playing this with, with Tilly, my daughter, who is four. Um, she and I had like an hour spare on, on last Friday afternoon. And I was like, hey, should we play this new game that just came out this week? And um, so she sat next to me and like really like was kind of telling me where to go and, um, and what to do. And then it, I, it got to a point where you... It's one of the last puzzles in the last, the last world... You've, you've figured out how to the like... First, first world? The first world, yeah, sorry. Last puzzles in the first world. And you have like a key. And um, obviously the, the key unlocks doors, but also if you take the key from... If you, if you make the key... You can make the key big enough to be a bridge. Um, so if you take the, the key from its regular size and then take it to the maquette and then place it in the maquette, it appears as its regular size, but bigger in the real world. Um, yes. And... So you also need to... There's, there's one puzzle where you need to unlock the door and use the key as a bridge. And I couldn't figure out how I was supposed to do it. And then Tilly goes, just unlock the little door first, Dad, then use it for the bridge. And I was like, how the, how the hell did you know that? I couldn't. <laughs> I, I thought that might have been the puzzle. I thought that might have been the puzzle that, um, that she had solved because I, I'd gotten to that one as well and I was like, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> but then me, you know, my, my Tilly has not arrived yet and is also <laughs> four and a half years away from being able to give me solves like that. But I will say it was when I figured out, oh, wait, if I unlock the, like, why shouldn't I be able to unlock the little door in this? Yeah. Tried that, it worked. Oh my god, so rewarding. I was just like, oh see I didn't find that I, I was I was amazed that she figured it out, but like I just don't these are the kind of puzzles and maybe you're 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 definitely the, the, the puzzlier of the two of us. But yeah. I guess I, I like I puzzles think, that are like, you're clever. <laughs> and I never felt clever doing these ones. They just I felt think like it was I think you're right, that's definitely the the difference here is that I this reminded me a lot of games like Superliminal and um, Portal, and Portal 2 to a certain extent. I mean, I wish it was as like, fun as Portal is. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Portal, Portal 2 is still the Kang of everything. But <laughs> it's very much like these are spatial, spatial puzzles where it gives you a set of rules to work off. I really like this kind of like... You, you compare it to The Witness, and I don't necessarily think it's like The Witness because The Witness is like logic puzzles that hints are given to you in the environment. Sure. Whereas this is like, 
manipulating matter in a way according to rules that have been set down and also just pushing the boundaries of those rules and seeing like, okay, well, how far can we push this? Because, um, you know, it's definitely like the moment where I realized that if I take the little version that's in the maquette out and create an even little version in the maquette, I was like, oh, wow, okay, cool. So we can like... (laughs) It goes all the way up and all the way down. I I thoroughly enjoyed a lot of the puzzles that I went up against in the first two kind of chapters of this game. I've reached reached a puzzle that I think is the end of the second chapter and I absolutely cannot figure out what to do with it. So I think what it's going to be is I am going to go to the internet and just get a solve on this one. Just to be like, okay, well, what... What did I miss with this? Like, what, what, what was I not thinking of properly when I'm, I'm approaching this puzzle? Um, like you said, the environments are beautiful. They've got that really, like, kind of dreamy quality to them uh, that, that sort of, you know, ties into what's going on in the narrative of this game. Uh, it's not all praise from me. I will say this. I the story is just shitting me essentially. <laughs> like I find the two characters quite unlikable. Um, and it's it's funny actually that you you brought Florence up because all I can think of whenever I hear them interacting is Florence did a love story so much better and they never used a single word in it. And so it was also it was weirdly unexpected. I'm like I was not expecting this to be 500 days of summer, the game kind of thing. <laughs> um, so I've definitely hit a point where I had to restart the second level a couple of times, and it reached a point where I'm like frantically pressing the B button on my controller to skip every um, cutscene that would come along. And the cutscenes, look, the cutscenes are beautiful. They have this, like, illustrated style that fills in and it's very nice. But just listening to these two people talk, I'm like, I just shut up, both of you. Please just <laughs> shut up. Can you? Can we put another puzzle in instead of having to listen to these two? Yeah, I, I, like, I really like the way it tells the story. I don't think, I don't find the, to- the story is particularly captivating. But I also, I'm, it hasn't annoyed me as much as you yet. For me, this is just like a case of like, I can't not compare it to like, this is a game of many parts and each one of those parts is games that Annapurna has already published. And so like, if I want a puzzle game that Annapurna has published, Gorogoa, I think is as good as a puzzle game gets. I love that game. Um, If I want a a game that is like, you know, a first person exploratory uh, storytelling game, You've got, you know, so many to choose from. You've got what, Rema- what Remains of Edith Finch. You've got Gone Home. These are all games that I would probably play before I would play Maquette again. Um, right. And then, I mean, there's, there's a lot of other, you know... Uh, I guess, and obviously, you have the, 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 the relationship storytelling told in Florence and Gone Home. Like, I think they're, they're a lot better done as well than, than, than the elements of that that you see in, in Maquette. So, I, th- I find Maquette gorgeous and, like... Fooling around with the elements that make up the world is fun, but I don't think the puzzles are like necessarily like captivating or rewarding for me personally. That said, it is an example of a perfect PS Plus game for me. Um, in right. that it's a game that I'm like, you know, it's like a, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to be too long. It's it's fun to kind of play in between other bigger games, and um, and it was free, so that's cool. 
If you have yeah. a play, if you have a PlayStation Five, definitely pick it up. If uh, if if your taste, if you find your tastes falling more along the uh, the JV lines than the Lev lines, then I agree with everything you said about all the other Annapurna games. I I really like the puzzles in this. I the the light bulb feeling that I got with a bunch of them was just great. Um, and I'm very I'm very curious to see because they they you know the first chapter establishes the maquette and the like getting bigger getting smaller thing the second one adds a kind of gateway element to it where you need to be carrying certain color crystals to move through certain doors i'm curious to see how they're going to keep evolving the puzzle structures with the next few chapters portal gun looking for grapple hook do it yeah (laughs) Um, chainsaw (laughs) i'm definitely looking forward to seeing that stuff um i i just know i'm gonna have to wade through this fairly asinine romance and breakup story on the way it was like that what was that apple arcade game made by the guys who made um uh mine's blind they they make like they're two of the most celebrated um uh iphone games before apple arcade it's like the, the awesome puzzle games where you're walking around and getting like lighting lamps is that what you're doing? I can't remember. And like you're at lighting one point you're a little, you're like a little girl, and then like you're the grown up version of the girl, and there's birds in it. Um, they're like we lo- you love them. Um, oh, oh uh, Monument Valley. Monument Valley, and then after that they made No Assembly Required. Is that right? Yes. Um, and that was an unbelievably well made game. Where not game, but like I guess like the the, the mechanics of it was you would you would things would be broken so you had to take them apart and put them back together and the way that you were able to like you know pull these pieces of like a camera or a record player apart was really really fun and tactile and 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 really well done but the story was just god awful swill (laughs) like it was so it was so asinine and uh this this reminds me yeah not quite on that level yet but uh you're a bit further along than i am and maybe it'll hit that hit those hit those lows (laughs) It, let's let's see how we go. But yeah, that's uh, so that's maquette. I probably and will finish March, it. March second, I think it's across almost. No, it's a PS console exclusive, and, and uh, it is and also Windows. on and Windows. Yeah, so that's um, yeah. Give it give it a try. Best in our review. Graceful Decay developed, published by Annapurna. And the Levens, we've Hold on, we've before heard... we go there, you know there's like a bunch of other Annapurna games coming this year? It's crazy. They're like having a like Oh yeah, there's I'm really looking forward to I think it's called Twelve Minutes. Yep. Twelve Minutes looks dope. Yeah, there's so there's like The Artful Escape, Last Stop, Twelve Minutes, Stray, Solar Ash, um, Open Roads and Neon White all supposedly coming this year. That's a pretty awesome year, given that like that's a huge lineup. Solar Ash, Stray, and, think, and Neon Neon White are like three of my most anticipated games of the year. And uh, and I, I know, know Stray Stray is PS exclusive. There was another one you mentioned in there that was PS exclusive. I think Solar well. Ash is as well. The, the Hyperlight Drifter guys' new game. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. So looking forward to Stray. I'm so looking forward to. Um, neon white, obviously, all like literally all of those games. You'll, you'll be able to play all of these, all of them, because they're all coming up on on PC. Um, yes, of course. A, a few of them that last I mean, last stop in twelve minutes. Those are Xbox exclusives, but everything's coming to PC. Man, you 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 no longer have to worry about console exclusives, Ex- except for PC. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know that's coming. I dread it. True. <laughs> 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, um, yes. Yeah. So we've, we've heard what you thought of Maquette. Now, Levins, what would Turrican think of Maquette? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, after playing Maquette, which is which is a uh, which is definitely not a uh, 11s, you know, a, a typical 11s game. Puzzle games in general, they have to be very specific. They have to like, like for me, like yeah, a perfect puzzle game is Gorogoa, a game that I, a puzzle game that I can play um, on my phone. I think helps a lot, um, but that game is that game is so rewarding and fun. Um, or then you've got um, Stanley Parable. That's a that's an excellent puzzle game, in my opinion. Actually, and one of the few games I played on my PC. My, on my Mac, sorry. Um, so that's how good it was, guys. I played the entirety of it on my computer without thinking I should be checking my email or making a, a mix instead. Um, but yeah, after playing um, Maquette, which is definitely not for me, I thought I would uh, play something the complete opposite. One of the like most mindless things I could possibly find. And it is a new collection of, uh, of games to celebrate... The thirtieth anniversary of Turrican. Have you ever heard of Turrican, John? Nope. So Turrican uh, first appeared on the Commodore sixty four, uh, and the game Turrican is a run and gunner, a la Contra or Metal Slug. But what makes um, Turrican different? Like, yes, you are still some big dude who's who he is the Turrican, uh, who has a gun, and you're just shooting at waves and waves of enemies flying flying down at you and trying to attack you. Um, but what makes a difference is that this is not like a linear side-scroller. Uh, Tarakin, you have these big open maps that you have to explore all the different corners of. Um, and it is like almost feels like a precursor to what would eventually become a Metroidvania-style game, so obviously that appeals to me uh, a lot. Um, but the this is a massive series um, in Europe and the UK, um, because, yeah, obviously launching on the Commodore 64 um, was made by a, a company called Rainbow Arts. But then um, after that, it was ported to the Amiga. And the sequel, which was called Turrican 2, The Final Fight, uh, came out in 1991. Uh, they Commodore 64. Turrican? Oh, and they also called it The Final Fight, in spite of it being on a collection where there's two more games after it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's obviously very influenced by the first Metroid game in that, like, yeah, the Turrican can like, 
you know, shoot all the different directions and then uh, has a, has, can, can even like go into like a ball form like, like a Samus can, but his ball form has like spikes so you can like take out enemies by going into your ball, ball form and running them over. Um, so the collection has, yeah, Turrican, Turrican 2. So those are both the Amiga versions of those games. And then after that, there is um, Mega Turrican, which was a Mega Drive Whoa. game, um, and Super Turrican. Um, and uh, Super Turrican kind of is like a, a mashup of both of the first two Turrican games. So it is that non-linear, explore wherever. It just looks better. There's lots of like Mode 7, really cool effects that you got on the Super Nintendo um, and uh, like big, a lot bigger enemies. Um, and then uh, Mega Turrican is very linear. Um, it is much more, it reminds me a little bit of um, the original Duke Nukem games that I played on my computer okay. when I was a kid. Um, and he has, instead of having like a, um, uh, the ability to go into like a ball, f- oh no, it's like a, like a instead of like having like a, a wave beam that he can like shoot lasers in, a, in like a apex or whatever, um, he has like a grappling hook. Um, he has sexism. Just <laughs> uh, but these are this this collection is like thirty to forty five dollars on the uh, eShop, depending on where you are in the world. And if, if you are interested in playing, like, no, I feel like no one really talks about Commodore sixty four or Amiga generation games, and these are like absolutely beloved. The music in particular is is so good by this dude called uh, Chris Hulsbeck. Um Just like excellent, like he's like a German composer who just fucking. Just, just tears it up, man. It's great. I love, I love playing like mindless arcade shooters with just like this pumping uh, soundtrack as I shoot everything around. Like you know, you do, it's one of those awesome games where you don't take your finger off the fire button, um, which I think like just in it, it just the existence of that that is the pure opposite of maquette to me. <laughs> sure, you just have to hold to shoot. Um, <laughs> It's look. I, there's not that much depth to it, but there is more. I would I'd say there's more depth to a game like this than there is a Contra, just because of the okay. like you know the exploration um, part of this game. And uh, yeah, if you were interested in like very well done collections of arcade titles, this is great. It has like save states. It has a rewind feature. Um, as far as like extra content, it's a bit. It's pretty bare bones, but. You know, these are these are four games that I've never had available to me before, and they're all in this one collection. It plays really well on the Switch. The um, controls have been updated, so they're a bit more modernized. It's good. I like it. It's called Turrican so Flashback. What what is what is Turrican like? What's what's the overall? Is there a plot? Um, I don't. I, it, like, do you ever read the the like the opening three screens of an arcade but, game? But I mean, so, okay, okay. Well, what about like what is the setting? Because obviously, Metroid Metroid is in space. Contra is like jungle fighting. Where where does well, Turrican... John? I'm I'm glad you asked because the Lost Colony of Alterra is a completely man-made world in a nearby galaxy abandoned long ago. Alterra consists of five self-contained habitats, separately bioengineered by a powerful ecosystem generation network. Oh wow, a powerful ecosystem generation network known as a multiple orga, or, organism unit link or Morgul for short. Early colonists used Morgul to render Alterra inhabitable, but a cataclysmic quake severed all system interface functions and Morgul murderously rebelled. The few colonists lucky enough to escape told a grim tale of a higher intelligence gone berserk. For generations, mankind sought sought a return to Alterra. Finally, genetic science created a saviour. 
Turrican, a mutant warrior, bioengineered for the task of planetary re- reclamation. In the meantime, Morgul has diligently twisted Alteran life forms to his brutal, destructive purposes. Thus, Turrican's challenges consist of eliminating hostile organisms from Altera's five multi-level worlds and, finally, destroying the three faces of Morgul. <laughs> You, you really could have just said sci-fi. That would have totally worked. I mean, it's a well, it's a running gunner that I said is like Duke Nukem, and you have guns and you can turn into a like a ball. That sounds that's sure. pretty sci-fi. Um, is Turrican a bad enough dude to save the president? He's a bad enough dude to shoot the president in the fucking face. <laughs> Hell yeah, on board. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying um, them. I don't know if I'll finish any one of the four games, but um, it's just fun. I like shooting things, like, repeatedly, um, you know, in, 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 in 16-bit. It's, a, right. it's, a, it's one of my favorite things to do. In the specific context of a video game. Sure. Um, uh, right, so that was Turrican. Uh, my, my final title for this episode is Sunless Sea. So, I think last year sometime, maybe, I think early last year sometime, I was speaking about the sequel to this game, Sunless Skies, uh, and I had Sunless Sea on my... Like you said at the beginning, I had Sunless Sea on my PC for ages. Gave it a couple of tries. It, it never, like... I, I felt like I would like the game, but it never really grabbed me on PC. And I noticed the other day while taking a swing through the eShop sales section that the, uh, you know, it was on Switch. And not only was it on Switch, it was bundled with the DLC and it was discounted. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll <laughs> take that. Thank you. Bought um, and then I didn't play it for ages. Uh, so finally, kind of looking around, trying to work out something that I wanted to play, saw Sunless Sea and I was like, you know what? Now's the time. Let's do this. Let's give this a try on Switch. Let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. So Sunless Sea uh, takes place in a kind of like, it's a little bit steampunky, uh, like alternate history where uh, London fell underground into like this vast underground ocean essentially and instead of trying to you know restore things or get them back to normal people were just like right london's underground now and and a seaport let's do this you play as a ship's captain who kind of like literally your job is just to explore you you sail your little ship around all these undersea islands or under underground islands on this sea um let, you know, docking at ports, meeting people, uncovering all these different stories that you can pursue if you want. You can become a trader. You can hunt pirates. Like there's, there's so many kind of little bits and pieces to do in this game. Um, the storytelling in it's really good. The writing is really fantastic. Um, it can get nail biting at times. Like as as you sail this ocean, one of your one of the stats you have to keep an eye on is terror. Because just being out in this ocean is a scary thing to do. So over time, your terror kind of builds and builds and builds. And as it does, you unlock all these story events. Like you start having nightmares. You start hallucinating monsters chasing you. All this kind of crazy stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I think just being able to sit with it over a longer period of time than I normally would on a PC is what sort of broke the... Um, the, the cycle of like, eh, I don't really like this game. So what you're saying um, is PC gaming sucks. <laughs> now, now, Levens. John Valenzuela, um, 2021. <laughs> go play Loop Hero. <laughs> um, 
No, it's because it's a very difficult game to get started. It's very kind of unforgiving, and you can like goodness, goodness knows a few of my attempts on Switch. I like ran out of food and died in the middle of the ocean. I like you know at the beginning you got a very weak ship. I went too close to some like sea beasts, and they just fucked me up and sent me <laughs> sent me to my watery grave kind of thing. I even like. I had a recent one where I had been doing really well. I had amassed a bunch of money. I'd, I'd unlocked a lot of the map. I was going great. And I was undertaking something in the DLC. So the, the base game is all above water. The DLC unlocks uh, a kind of submarine mode. So you can visit undersea cities as well. I went undersea, but my terror was too high. And I discovered if your terror is over 65, it spawns a underwater spider that will just hunt you, provided you're... <laughs> Everyone in... knows that, John. It happens in real life, too. Yeah, of course. Uh, this, this giant spider called a constant companion, and it just wasted me. And I was like, I've been going for so long. No. <laughs> but because I'm really enjoying it, I was just like, right, spawn a new captain. Um, when your captain dies, you can choose, like, there are a few things you can kind of choose. Uh, you can choose a kind of legacy thing that will help you. There's a little bit of an RPG element to it. You have all these stats that kind of determine, like, how, how good are you at spotting things? How good are you at fooling people? How good are you at fighting? How good are you at empathy? That kind of stuff. So when you restart your captain, you can choose as a legacy thing to, like, so if you choose fighting, you'll you'll get a, bo- a boost to that score and you can take a weapon from your previous captain. So, you know, it's a good way if you've got a nice kind of deck cannon to hand it down along the thing. I've been choosing, you can, you can do one where it will... Uh, you keep the same map you used for the previous captain because every time you start a new captain, it reshuffles the map a little bit. All the islands in the middle will change position, and so nothing's quite where you knew it was before. It'll be in the vicinity, but not exactly where you thought it was. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm now absolutely cuckoo over this game. I'm That's enjoying great. it so much. It's great. It's, uh, it's by a team out of uh, Britain called Fail Better. Uh, Fail Better Studios, I think Good their name, name is. Um, Can you quickly uh, rank your your top three survival games? Top three survival games? uh, I guess Don't Starve would be at the top. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what other survival games have I played. Do you know what survival Is is this number two? I guess, yeah. Uh, Off the top of my head without, without being able to categorically state another survival game. This is almost like it's kind of it's slightly roguelike-ish or roguelite-ish in its in the way it's like you go out there you fail you try again you go out there you fail you try again, um, but I don't know if it needs if there's other things that need to be specific about whether it's a roguelike but um yeah I guess they share a lot of they share a lot of similarities don't they yeah all about dying but yeah that's surviving. that's been my. Maquette, Loop Hero, and this. That's been my, my jam this week. It's, it's a, lot of, a lot of game time. Yeah. I've, uh, I've still been suffering through trying to play all of 3D World with Archie and Tilly, um, Mario right. 3D World. Um, it, is, it is a great game that is just impossibly hard when you are playing with two children. Sure. <laughs> and I do not know why they thought this was a great idea <laughs> and pushed it in, in like so many Mario titles. <laughs> uh a lot of uh, 
getting forced into a bubble or, or, or everyone dying because the kids put themselves into bubbles when things get tough. It's uh, just nonstop fun. Also, the camera decides that even though I'm player one, Oh, let's let's just focus on what Tilly's doing during a boss fight. Right. So I can't see myself as I take a leap of faith to jump on top of an enemy. Great stuff, Nintendo. Um, well, look, the way you describe it, it sounds like Tilly should be playing Maquette anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm, maybe maybe that will get me to like it, like it more. She, but she definitely tunes out when the story is happening. Oh yeah, no, yeah. She she's looks, smart the, look, like looks that. the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, John, we have an email address and we have a Patreon page. Um, we launched a couple of weeks ago and it was very, very lovely to see a handful of listeners uh, sign up to our Patreon in the last week. Um, so thank you so much if you are uh, headed you. to patreon.com slash all the small games. Um, I realized we forgot to make a poll in the Discord to decide whether or not um, our, our first uh, game of the month club game is Cave Story or Bastion. Um, so we, I will put that poll up now. Um, and uh, we'll have to the end of the week uh, to to vote and then I guess play it uh, for the rest of March and then do a review uh, episode at the end of the month. Um, but yeah, we are uh, we we have a, we launched a Patreon. You can uh, play along with games with us and be a part of the review episodes of them. Share your opinions uh, through the Discord and through the Patreon uh, with the show. Um, we've got we've got stretch goals of trying to do uh, extra bonus episodes, a, a, a an episode about board games. Uh, like a regular monthly episode about board games and other um, other other fun things we want to stretch to. Um, so uh, yeah, head over to patreon.com slash all the small games, just like David Rosales did. Uh, I just want to read out a very touching message that David uh, sent us when uh, when he signed up. He said, I'm super stoked to be one of your first Patreon subscribers. I just finished the latest episode after finding you guys in December and binging every episode. Take heart in knowing your podcast is better than thumb cramps in every way. <laughs> Uh, thumb cramps. Eat shit, thumb cramps. Um, I started gaming again during America's lockdown last year after having not touched my, touched a game since my GameCube went to console hell in the late 2000s. Half of the 40 or so games on my Switch are there because of your recommendations or your enthusiasm giving me the courage to just spend a few bucks and try something I normally wouldn't. Thanks for the hours of great content. Definitely a good day when I hear the 8-bit all the small things cover. Can't wait to see what you guys put out next. Thanks, David. Cheers, David. That's a beautiful message. David, such a lovely message. Levin's, Levin sent it to me over the weekend, and he I was jo- touched. He John called me crying, tears streaming down his face. It was beautiful. Yeah, you could hear the tears over the phone. Um, but yeah, you can also join our Discord community um, and, uh, and so many other things over at patreon.com slash all the small games. Get in touch with us if you have any problems. Uh, of course, another way to get in touch with us is to email us. And uh, we have... A couple emails that I wanted to get through, um, including one from Shane. Shane says, Hey, Levens and JV, as a non-Apple person, I was happy when Google Play Pass came out in Australia. Originally, I signed up for the demo to see if there was anything good, and I've been really enjoying it. It has useful apps like video and photo editing without any add-ons or subscriptions, but really it's for the games. If a game normally has microtransactions, they are all free, and that includes buying things like gems or crystals to get other stuff in the game. For example, if I click on the store and it gives you the options to buy gems, everything just says $0. I've downloaded heaps of different games, from, uh, and some of them are great ones, so I think this has been worth it. Uh, it's not really a question, but I mean, I had no idea that Google Play Pass was a thing. Have you, is this on your radar at all, John? No, not at all. I mean, I'm like, I'm in the Apple Store ecosystem 
very embedded from all the apps that I've got. So switching to Google is not likely to be something I do anytime soon. Um, yeah, the uh, the l- list of games it looks like pretty good. I mean, lots of uh, like both Monument Valleys are on here. Uh, I can see Sonic's big old mug, Agent A, a puzzle in disguise, which just came out on Switch, is on is on here. That's uh, a that's a fun one. I've played that on iPhone. It's great. Tesla Grad, uh, Hidden Folks. I like that game. Um, Grim Legends. There's a there's a pretty good looking thing. I don't know how much it is a month, but uh, you just let's see. Do you need an Android device? Uh, yes, you need an Android device. So unfortunately, Shane, we'll, go, we'll have to take your word for it. But if you are if you're yeah. an Android user, um, it costs seven dollars ninety nine a month or fifty bucks per year in Australia, and you can share your account with five other family members if you if you would like to. Uh, pretty good. Looks cool. like there's, there's some good games on there. I don't know if if I had an Android device, I probably would get it because I'm an idiot who just ha- keeps keeps needing to be just drowning in games at all times. Um, and this is a final email from Simran. Uh, he says, "Dear Andrew and John, this is an appreciation rant in response to episode 48." Uh, John, do you have any idea what happened in episode 48? Uh, not off the top of my head. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, I guess you're going to find out. Um, yeah. Dear Andrew and John, sorry this is a bit of a delayed response, but I finally managed to start my binge catch-up of one of my favorite podcasts, All the Small Games. That's us. <laughs> when I started my binge, I was just excited to hear some of my favorite lads, that's us, uh, talk games. But then when y'all got to the, the email... <laughs> I got very defensive. I don't want to put more negative vibes out there because God knows there has been enough of that. So I want to defensively appreciate the hell out of this podcast. Now, do you remember what happened in episode 48, John? Yes, I do. We, we got our first extremely critical email. Yeah. Uh, you guys are absolutely amazing taking time out of your busy lives to create consistently interesting, funny and entertaining content for people to listen to at the start of the podcast I was just another one of those people who bought a Switch and poured hours into games like Mario Kart and Breath of the Wild which are amazing games but I just never knew I could have gotten could have just as much fun from indie games. You guys pretty much single-handedly opened my eyes to loads of masterpieces. It's gotten to the point where I get excited coming across a game on the Switch store just because it's been in, in the title of an app. Um, e.g. buying Shovel Knight Treasure Trove two months before listening to the episode 48 today. Anyway, sorry this email is a bit all over the place, but all in all, thank you. Thank you for all the hours you put into making this content. It might be a fun hobby, not mentioning the actual hard hours you put into making the recordings into a podcast for you guys, but it's a fun hobby that has entertained and made the lives of many listeners that little bit better by just giving us the feeling of being in a goofy, fun conversation with friends. Hope both of you guys and your families are doing good. Love you guys and the pod from a local Sydney listener, Slim. Or Sim. Sim. Sorry, Sim. Obviously, it's Sim. Hey, maybe people will start calling you Slim now. That's that's a cool name. Um, um, thanks so much. That's that's so lovely. Uh, the of course notorious episode forty eight. Um, yeah, I'm gonna actually. Yes. There's there's one more email, and this is like because we, we we get a lot of like uh, you know press stuff for like upcoming indie games uh, that are you know like very very. Like, you know, entry level, like, you know, it's like, hey, my, my, my new game just launched and it's, you know, in beta. Do you want, are you interested? That kind of stuff. But um, this one really took, tickled my fancy. I want to give this person a shout out. Uh, it's gonna come, it comes from Andrew who says, hello, Andrew and John. So obviously, look, even though he's not, he clearly not a listener because otherwise no one would call me Andrew. Uh, yes. I still want to give a shout out because this seems really cool. Uh, this year I started Indie Apocalypse a monthly indie game bundle zine that features and pays 10 developers each month. 
um, as a part of a bundle that comes with a PDF zine showcasing each game. Starting with issue 5, the PDF zine also starts to include comics, reviews, mini zines, and other features. Indiepocalypse seeks to use the powers of collective publishing to cut through the noise of video game release and create an entirely new community around smaller, independently made games. At its core, Indiepocalypse is a bundle of games, but in this case, it seeks to be an introduction to mostly unknown developers instead of a bargain pack of known quantities. I'm always available for interviews, blah, 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 but here's the key features of Indiepocalypse. If anyone would like to Google it and find it out, it seems really cool. Um... Uh, so you get 10 plus games each month from a wide collection of indie developers. There's an indie and old obscure game capsule reviews. Comics, including at least one unique indie apocalypse page from an indie manga artist. Um, uh, there's a cool zine with each issue. The satisfaction of, no- of supporting independent developers. New issues come out on the first Friday of every month, so it is never old news. And a weekly radio show featuring contributors to indie apocalypse and more. Some cool facts about Indiepocalypse. There's games from 16 plus countries so far and all continents, provided that you substitute Australia with the broader Oceania and don't count Antarctica across all issues. $6,000 has been invested in independent artists across all issues. Definitely not $6,000 in sales. (laughs) Indiepocalypse is a fun industry buzzword that lends itself to easy headlines and it lacks the marketing budget to buy popularity. Um, I, I, I really like the guy. This way, this guy's written this email. Calls to action: top level review, feature, podcast, playthrough, or in any way cover Indiepocalypse. Mid level: socially talk about Indiepocalypse. Low level: occasionally think to yourself that Indiepocalypse is a neat idea. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely look up uh, Indiepocalypse. Um, it's spelled I-N-D-I-E. P-O-C-A-L-Y-P-S-E. And maybe this is something that I should reply to and, and see if we can get uh, the latest the latest issue so we can talk about some of the games featured in it in a future episode of All the Small Games. But uh, yeah, if, anyone, if anyone, anyone wants to beat us to it, look it up, Indiepocalypse. Uh, if you want to email us, you can, allthesmallgames at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. And, uh, John, this is a beautiful episode. It was uh, lovely to catch up. Yeah, great to catch up. If you want to catch uh, up with John to- every day on the internet, at 16 Tacos mm. is his handle on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at levdog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G, on the, all those platforms as well. You were going to say uh, yeah. something nice. You were saying something nice about how nice it was, was to I see was, me. I said, I'm, I'm already looking forward to next week when we meet up again. What are you going to play this week? Do you know? I have absolutely no idea. I'll probably keep going into my Switch pile of Catholic guilt. I'm going to try um, and finish Monster Boy. Oh, nice. Okay. Let's play a little Do you know how game. many more animals you got to unlock? Uh, I think two. Sweet. Yeah. It's fun as fuck, dude. Gotta, I really like it. Got to be pretty close. I'll try get. I'll try finish maquette. It's well. on. Oh, it's on sale on the eShop at the moment. It's like sixty percent off. Oh. If anyone is interested in Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom, uh, a game which I'm enjoying immensely, it has a beautiful soundtrack and it looks gorgeous. Uh, highly recommend you pick it up. Sweet. Cool. We'll give it a look. I gotta. I gotta swing through the sale section again. It's a mess, man. It's so hard. We need someone oh, like we need. We need like the eShop Oracle to like, hey, this this game that you uh, that you once expressed interest in is seventy percent off or whatever. There's a game called Suicide Guy, and it's a oh, dollar. Do, do I spend a dollar on Suicide Guy or do I email Jackson from Thumbcrabs and tell him to do it? Tell tell Jackson to do it. Okay, excellent idea. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.